Uh, but today's service is going to be a little bit unique. Next week is going to be a unique service too as we uh, come back next week to think about what we are thankful for and not just our stuff. Next week I really want to focus on uh, us being thankful for who God is. And so I'd love to invite you to come back next week uh, to orient you to that. But this week what I'm planning on doing is trying to show you God's heart to get the gospel to the ends of the earth and how that that's not um, anything new. Um, it is, it's been, been a part of God's plan from the very beginning that the message of the gospel be taken to the ends of the earth. And we have a great opportunity with Operation Christmas Child to participate in a project that literally is going to the ends of the earth. And so I want to show you just biblically um, what I'm going to do is kind of back up in Scripture and show you how it's always been God's plan. Um, but with Operation Christmas Child, just to give you a few facts about, about all this, there are 11 countries that collect shoeboxes. Um, you can see them there. It's the U.S., Canada, United, uh, United Kingdom, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Spain, Finland, Australia, New Zealand, and new this year, South Korea is a collecting country. These are the countries that collect the shoeboxes, and they are distributed to 170 countries and territories. Um, these are primarily poverty-stricken, disaster-stricken, or war-torn areas, areas that are needy, uh, areas where, where children, um, a shoebox like this, might be the only gift they get, um, not only this year, but in their entire lives. Um, and so uh, 11 countries collect these shoeboxes, 170 countries and territories um, receive them, just in the United States, there are 4,000 drop-off locations like ours. Um, there are eight in our area. Those eight will come here to what is a central drop-off. But there's 4,000 places in the U.S. where you can drop off shoeboxes. Um, and the, the goal, by the way, for the U.S. this year is 9.7 million shoeboxes dropped off in those four uh, drop-off centers, or those 4,000 drop-off uh, locations. From here, once we package them, get them all in the cartons, get them on those 53-foot trailers out there, they will go to one of eight processing centers. Uh, those processing centers are in Atlanta, uh, Boone, North Carolina, which is the headquarters of Operation Christmas Child, Charlotte, Denver, Chicago, Orange County in California, Dallas, and Baltimore. In those processing centers, the uh, boxes get um, reshuffled and distributed. Uh, they get checked to make sure everything is good so that when they get to their receiving countries, uh, they're able to clear customs. And so it's, uh, many people have gone with us to the processing center. I, I would encourage you, if you've never been, it is, it is a great next step to just see people from all over the country coming to these processing centers from different churches, which is one of the great blessings of Operation Christmas Child. Not only are we partnering with churches um, in our city and in our state, but literally churches around the country, and then getting to partner with the churches that distribute them um, in those 170 countries and territories, um, this is not American teams that go distribute them. It is local churches in those areas that distribute those shoeboxes. Um, and it, it's just a great time. But if you can go to a processing center with us sometime, it is a, it is a fantastic thing to see a million shoeboxes coming in, one end of a warehouse, getting processed. And literally, we've had the opportunity from time to time to go over and pray for a, a trailer that we know is going to Uganda. Uh, and they, they know where they're going when they get to the other end. It's just a fantastic opportunity to kind of 
feel what the church is supposed to be doing, the whole church all working together to get the gospel, like I'm going to talk about today, to the ends of the earth. Um, Since the beginning of this uh, ministry, Operation Christmas Child in 1993, 188 million children have received shoeboxes. That's a staggering number. Um, In 2020, last year, a pandemic year, when a lot of missionaries were having to come home, a lot of missionaries were not able to do their work. During a pandemic year, because we work with the local churches in these areas, 3.5 million children participated in the greatest journey. Let me explain to you what that is. Um, When these shoeboxes are distributed, um, they're not just given as a gift so the children can have a good time. Um, every single shoebox is presented with this little booklet. Um, this one happens to be in Russian. Um, that's called the greatest gift. So they're getting a gift, but the greatest gift is presented in this booklet. Um, that is a gospel presentation that's very clear. Every shoebox, when a kid is handed the shoebox, this is handed to them with it, um, and this becomes one of their one of their prized possessions. When when Donna and I happen to um, by God's grace, we were on a distribution in, in Peru. Um, we saw this happen many times when um, a, a child would get their shoebox, they would open it, pull their stuff out of it, they were excited, they'd put it all back in, and then they would take this out. And one little girl in particular, um, she had her mom read this gospel booklet to her. Gospel just went to two people. <laughs> and we're pretty sure in that family, there's probably no books at home. This is going to be the book that in that family gets read again. Gospel gets presented to an entire family. Um, So this really does multiply opportunities to get the gospel around the world. Um, This booklet is called The Greatest Gift. Um, In the distributions, because the local churches are doing that, um, the local churches are resourced with this booklet, which is a 12-lesson. It is almost 100 pages, um, 12 lessons of discipleship. This one happens to be, I'm pretty sure, in French. It's a language I don't speak. Um, But this um, is a discipleship program that's 12 weeks long. It's called The Greatest Journey. After you get The Greatest Gift, you can go through The Greatest Journey. Um, Last year, 3.5 million children participated in The Greatest Journey. Um, When this discipleship program was started in 2009... Since that time, 12.6 million children have made decisions for Christ, not in the distributions, not in the the distribution, hey, anyone want to make a decision for Christ, raise your hand. After 12 weeks of discipleship, a 12-week program, uh, 12.6 million children have made decisions for Christ. Um, Through this ministry, and this is one of these things, it's just such an effective, I'm aware of a lot of mission work that goes on in the world nothing is as effective and efficient as this. Through this ministry, a child is coming to Christ every 15 seconds of every minute of every hour of every day of every year. Um, Every 15 seconds, a child is coming to Christ. Um, One of the new things that is true is um, you have the opportunity to BASBO, that's build a shoebox online. Um, By the way, I'm going to show you how to do that. And during the first service, because I check the numbers right now, our goal for building online is 500 shoeboxes. At the beginning of the first service, um, we had 295. By the end of that, we had 310. People were building shoeboxes while I was preaching. I get it. 
and that's okay. If there's anything you can stop listening to me about, that's it. Build a shoebox. Uh, we're actually up to 337 is the last that I looked of our 500 goals uh, for building a shoebox online. But these, these shoeboxes, we have no idea where they're going to go. But we do know that if you build a shoebox online, it's going to go to um, one of 25 hard-to-reach countries, either because the location is so difficult to reach, because they're close to the gospel and they have to control what goes in the box and they have to limit the labeling that goes on the box so it can't look like any of these things, um, or because it's a particularly difficult-to-reach country for a number of reasons, but a lot of them are closed countries. And a lot of them um, are unreached people groups. And one of the things that has recently happened over the last three years with Operation Christmas Child is they have begun to target unreached people groups with these shoeboxes because the shoeboxes are the opportunities to get in to share the gospel. And so um, this is a great opportunity, and a lot of the build a shoebox online uh, boxes go to those unreached people groups in difficult to reach, maybe even closed countries. Um, so let me just go through it really quickly if you want something to do during the message. Um, uh, if you go to the Fellowship app, and uh, there it is on my phone, upper right, third one down, uh, click on the Fellowship app, scroll down until you get to the Operation Christmas Child logo. If you touch the Operation Christmas Child logo, it'll take you to um, some information about OCC. If you'll scroll down, you'll actually come to a place where um, it'll talk about new for 2021, build a shoebox online. And if you click on that link, your shoebox that you build online uh, will count toward our goal of 500. We've already got 337, so we're just about there. Uh, and so we are excited about uh, reaching that goal. And uh, when I st started this earlier in the week, we just had 248. We're at 337. So uh, you can build a shoebox online. On mine, by the way, I have, to, I have to click it twice. I don't know if that's true for anybody else. Um, if you're building a shoebox right now, let me know if you just have to click it once or twice. Uh, but you can click it once, and um, you can decide a little bit of what goes on. You, you get to choose some of the things that go on, but they give you the categories um, that you can choose from. And so we are... We're excited about the goals this year, not because they're numbers, but because every one of these shoeboxes represents a child that's going to hear the gospel presented in the presentations and the distribution. They're going to get the gospel in a booklet. They're going to get an opportunity for 12 weeks of discipleship. Um, and each one of these shoeboxes, the estimation is, results in the gospel getting shared seven times. So... These aren't numbers. These are children and families and communities that are literally going to be changed by the gospel. Churches are planted um, where these distributions are made. Churches strategically use these shoeboxes to go to new areas where they can have a distribution. Children come to Christ, their families come to Christ, and literally churches are planted because of this. This is a great ministry. Um, and it's a great ministry because it's part of what we're supposed to be doing by getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. So what I want to do now is I'm going to, I'm going to start um, kind of close to us and work backwards in the Bible to kind of show you that from the very beginning, um, God's plan has always been for us to get the message of salvation through His grace um, that ultimately became clear through Jesus Christ 
that message has always been on God's heart to go to the ends of the earth. So uh, let me start with this. In, in addition to the Great Commission in Matthew 19 that we are to make disciples of all nations, um, the thing starts in Acts 1.8 when Christ gives the commission. Then they start to do it in the book of Acts. And Acts 1.8 starts this way, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It's not our doings. By the way, this is not about us at all. This is about what the Holy Spirit is doing. We, we, we never decided, you know, hey, one day we'll have a room full of shoeboxes. God's just made this thing happen. It's been amazing. The Spirit has breathed on this. Um, this may get longer than it needs to be. Sorry, um, everybody. Um, the first year that these shoeboxes were distributed in 1993, they were just distributed as shoeboxes. Um, Franklin Graham, who runs Samaritan's Purse, he decided this is too much of a gospel opportunity to miss. Um, and so in 1994 was the first time they started to share the gospel with every shoebox. At that point, the ministry just exploded. It, it was as if the Spirit just breathed on it. Um, that happened again in 2009. The growth of the ministry was just steadily climbing. In 2009, when they added the 12-week discipleship program, it was just like another breath of the Spirit was on it, and it just took off again. Um, this, is, this work of evangelism and getting the gospel around the world, it's what, what the Spirit is doing. Um, but it says, you will be my witnesses. If you've experienced this, you share it with somebody else. You're my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's kind of close to us, easily accessible. Uh, in Judea and Samaria... Uh, people still similar to us, but you've got to make a little bit of an effort. But then ultimately to the farthest parts of the earth. This is the gospel going around, and God's plan is for the church to be involved in this. How we talk about that here at Fellowship is, is we, we believe that we should be taking the gospel across the room um, in your families, um, across the room to your children, and, and, and the gospel spreading in your families. We'll have an opportunity to do that hopefully Many of you at Thanksgiving, as your families get together, and maybe, you know, your Uncle Eddie's a pagan, and this will be the opportunity at your Thanksgiving dinner for you to share the gospel uh, with him. Maybe you just work the gospel into your prayer, um, but across the room within your families, but also across the street where you have the opportunities with people who are near you, um, maybe across the street, people you work with. It's, it's that next group of people who are easily accessible, but you've got to be intentional to go share the gospel there. But ultimately, the progress is, is around the world. And we can't all go around the world, but that's one of the beauties of, of, of us being able to get our fingerprints on these boxes that literally are going to go to the ends of the earth. Um, so th this is our commission. This is what the church is supposed to be about. Um, the passage that, that sparked all of this for me is a passage that in a lot of the Operation Christmas Child stuff this year um, has kept coming up again and again. Uh, Acts 13, um, I'll give you the context in just a moment. This is what the Lord has commanded us. I've made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Um, that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, our Jerusalem, our Judea, yes, but also involved in the ways that we can to the ends of the earth because God wants the message to go there. Um, Jim Harrelson, who's the Operation Christmas Child president, he says this all the time. We get to do this, and we get to do it together. 
This is, this is an amazing project that, that, that we get to do as the church. We get to do as, as our church, packing and, and processing and loading and, and all of the fellowship. And everybody can fit into a spot. You don't have to um, have any special talents to be able to do uh, this. If you're just available, we get to do this. And we get to do it together as a church. We get to do it as church communities. We get to do it as an area um, this past week, as Dawn and I have driven around to all the other drop-off locations, it's just been so fun to go in and see big churches and little churches and all kinds of different churches participating in this project together. It's, gosh, in a, in a world where so many things divide us, this is bringing the church together in, in so many different ways. We, we get to do this, and, and we get to do it together. Um, so let me track this uh, through the Bible for just a little bit here. Um, Acts 13, 7 is going to tell us that the news of salvation in Christ um, taken to the ends of the earth is something the church is supposed to be doing. It's what, it's what we as the church are doing. In Acts 13, uh, Paul is on his first missionary journey. He and Barnabas are in this place called Pisidian Antioch, and they're doing what their plan was at the beginning. They're going to the Jews first. They're going to the synagogues. But then they're rejected by the Jews, and they go to the Gentiles and this, this major transition is this first part of the transition in Acts where they really start saying, okay, now this is to the Gentiles, to the ends of the earth. Here, here's the passage. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. We had to speak the word of God to you first... Since you reject it, do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. We now turn to the Gentiles. But that's a good thing. <laughs> For this is what the Lord has commanded us. Now he's going to quote Isaiah 15, 49, which we'll get to in a minute. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. This is this first part and this turn that was commissioned in Acts 1-8. Go to your Jerusalem. They made it to Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria. And now uh, they're moving out, but it really takes off here in this Acts 13 passage when they say, we're turning to the Gentiles, and this opens up the door for us to go to the ends of the earth. That's what the church is supposed to be doing. It's what we're doing. It's why we are involved in this. Um, But this has always been God's plan. Um, I'm, I'm going to show you that. We're going to step back in the Old Testament. We're going to step back into Micah. Micah 5 is um, a prophecy that is very Christmas timey. Um, it's the prophecy that says Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem. Um, and when I was tracking this through Scripture, it, it, it just astounded me that in this passage that talks about the place where Messiah is going to be born... Um, it connects it to going to the ends of the earth. The news of salvation in Christ prophesied to the ends of the earth from this small town. So let me give you a little bit of background. Bethlehem, time of Jesus, probably 200 people, a very small town, um, smaller than Valonia. It's like Menifee, okay? Um, a little bitty town that no one would have noticed, no one would have paid attention to. And the gospel getting to the ends of the earth starts in this little town of about 200 people. 
That's where it's going to start. Here's, here's the Micah prophecy. The first part of this you've heard, I've heard all my life, and preached all kinds of Christmas messages on it. Michael's going to preach one on it here in a few weeks. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who has been ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, we could, you just can sing it right now. But let's keep reading. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. Now he's talking about Messiah. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. This little child born in Bethlehem, small little town, He's going to come, he's going to shepherd his people, and the message will go to the ends of the earth. This isn't something new for the church. This has been God's plan all along. In fact, it's anchored in this prophecy in Isaiah 49. That's what Paul and Barnabas quote in Acts 13. They quote this prophecy in Isaiah 49, which tells us that the news of salvation in Christ is going to go to the ends of the earth through the servant of the Lord. This is Isaiah 49. Isaiah, um, 66 chapters. The first 39 are a lot of judgment. 39 chapters that are really about judgment. And um, there's a little bit of hope in there, but mostly it's judgment. <laughs> the next 27 chapters is about their hope. Um, judgment is coming, but then there's hope. And in the middle of all of these chapters on hope, um, there's the, the raising of this figure who's called the servant of the Lord. Um, it becomes clear in these servant of the Lord uh, passages, we call them the servant songs. Isaiah 53, that I'll talk about in a few weeks, um, is, is one of them. It becomes clear that this servant of the Lord is the Messiah. He's, he's going to be the answer who's going to bring salvation. So here's the passage in Isaiah 49. And now the Lord said... He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. This is this servant of the Lord is going to bring Israel back. Um, For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, it is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring uh, bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. When the servant of the Lord comes, he's going to come to be um, Israel's Messiah, and he's going to draw them and and bring them back to the Lord. Because by the time the Lord came, they had strayed off into all of their legalism and their secularism, and and he, he brought them back to the Lord. But not only was he bringing them back to the Lord, he was bringing salvation to the ends of the earth. So God's always wanted this. When he predicted he'll be born in Bethlehem, that was going to start in Bethlehem but go to the ends of the earth. The church is taking the message to the ends of the earth. The prophecy of Messiah coming is a prophecy so that the gospel will come to the ends of the earth. And this all anchors back to a promise that goes back to to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, um, where where God started the Jewish nation in Genesis 12. Um, God calls Abraham and he says, you're going to be the special nation through whom Messiah will come. But that whole process was so that the message of salvation would be available 
to the ends of the earth. Here's the, here's the passage in Genesis 12. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's house to the land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation, and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Um, Now, the Jews interpret that nationally, but we know from looking at what we see in Isaiah 49 and in Micah 5.2 that what is actually going on here is that it is through a descendant of Abraham who's the servant of the Lord, the Messiah, who was born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, he's the one who's going to bring blessing to all the peoples of the earth. And it's our great responsibility to, to get involved with God's plan. God's plan from the very beginning was to, to reconcile people back to himself. And he didn't want that message to kind of just stay inside. It's supposed to spread. across the room, across the street, to the ends of the earth. And God's plan has been that. And he chose Abraham and his family to start it. He prophesied that it would come through the servant of the Lord who was born in Bethlehem. And the church now takes this message of salvation in Jesus Christ and is to spread it around the world. So here's what I want to connect with us today. God's plan has always been to use his people to bring the message of salvation to the ends of the earth. Now now it's time for us to finish the task. Um, Back in 1974, at a missions conference in Lausanne, Switzerland, uh, the term was coined, unreached people groups. And in 1974, uh, we knew there were a lot of unreached people groups, and and research started to take place to try to figure out who they are and how, how do you identify them. And there's enough open communication in the world now and enough openness and the research has been done. We've identified the unreached people groups. We know there are about 4,000 of them. There are 4,000 unreached people groups left to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Um, and, And a lot of different mission organizations are targeting specific unreached people groups, all working together to say, you go get that hundred. Operation Christmas Child's got a hundred. They're going to try to reach. And not just, okay, we're going to dash, get some shoeboxes and the gospel out there. They've got a five-year program to get the gospel to unreached people groups. Folks, we're supposed to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. It's time for us to get serious and finish the task. That's why we're packing shoeboxes. Um. Earlier, I quoted Jim Harrelson. Recently on a call that Don and I were on, um, a Zoom call, uh, he said this. I wish I could say it like he says it. What what else should we be doing? What else should we be doing in this world other than trying to get the gospel to the ends of the earth? Uh, Is is there anything else more important than this? Um, Everything else we invest in here is going to rust and fade away and end up over at the Conway City Dump. But this is laying up treasures in heaven. As you think about every child, every family, every community impacted by all these, um, those who respond to this gospel message, I, I, I just, I'm so excited to meet kids who are going to run up to us in heaven <laughs> and just say, hey, you don't know me, but you packed a shoebox. Are you cartonized a shoebox? 
or you rolled a shoebox into a 53-foot trailer, thanks for getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. I was out there and got it. What else should we be doing? Um, but this is not just our project. Um, that's why we're going to pray for this. But before uh, our team comes up to pray, I want to in- encourage you with some next steps. Um, pack a shoebox. It's not too late. You can build a shoebox online. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've seen some people building a shoebox online during the service. Anybody do that? Joni, were you building a shoebox? No? Okay. You're just studying the passage really clearly. Okay. Ten people did it last, some, last uh, service. Um, not too late. There's a, a few shoe boxes. Uh, the Go store is open uh, from 1 to 4 today, and you can go down there. They have some empty shoe boxes. You can pack them. Erica at the Go store has some pre-packed shoe boxes for 12 bucks. You can get one already packed. Um, bring it back here. Just get it back to us today because those, those trucks leave tomorrow. Um, the other thing, pray for the light of the gospel around the world. Um, these boxes are going to dark places. And, and places are getting more and more dark, particularly as it's getting more and more difficult for missionaries to, to get into certain places. And then beyond just today, I want to encourage you to think about how you can participate in evangelism and missions more in 2022. Next year, uh, we're going to have a great opportunity. Um, we are bringing all of our missionaries from around the world, we're bringing them in for a week at a time. We're going to give them a Sunday morning we're going to have a, a, a week where we can get to know them. And maybe it's during that time that you're, whether you support them or not, maybe you'll get to know one of our missionaries and understand the ministry that Justin Shell has with the Lausanne Conference um, and his uh, ministry for theological education around the world. And you'll just get connected with him and understand and be able to track and follow Justin's ministry or, or Rothkar's ministry. Uh, with the Center for Missions Mobilization. There's, there's a, all of our missionaries are going to come in, and, and 2022 will be a great opportunity for you to say, how can I connect? And, and maybe it's just by being friends and, and encouraging them. But I want to encourage you this, this next year to, uh, to really challenge yourself. How can you make sure you're involved in, in somehow getting the gospel to the ends of the earth? Um, one of the ways we can do that today, whether you packed a shoebox or not, is irrelevant right now. We're going to pray for these shoeboxes. So I'm going to ask my prayer team to come up here, and uh, we're going to pray for these shoeboxes. And um, I'm going to ask you to reach under your chair. Everybody grab a shoebox. If you're on the edge and you want to go over there and lean on the cartons, there's shoeboxes in all of those cartons. Um, get your hands on a shoebox is what I ask you to do. Go ahead and stand up, and uh, you're going to hear... Um, some languages we don't normally hear today. Uh, Mavudo is going to pray in Chechua. Chechua. Um, that's not how you say it. He's being nice. Um, and then uh, Eric is going to pray in Mandarin for these shoeboxes. Uh, Gleb is going to pray um, as a show-off. He's going to start in Russian and end in Ukrainian. So when you know, if you know when he shifts, you're really smart. Um, and then Michelle is going to pray in Southern English. Okay, so uh, I, I want to encourage. Yeah, I want to encourage you. Um, pray along. You can you can listen. Pray along. Um, if you want some guidance, pray for this side of the shoebox, the safety of the shoebox, the transportation, packaging. Um, pray for the other side of the other side of the shoebox too. Customs. Um, 
the national leadership teams that have prayer teams that are praying for all of this as well, the churches that will be distributing uh, these shoeboxes, the distribution events uh, that, that get the greatest gift into the hands of these children, and that it would be multiplied into families and communities. Pray for the churches as they, um, they teach the greatest journey. Um, so you can, you can listen, pray along with us, and uh, Michelle's going to close our time of prayer. Mavudo's going to start us off.亲爱的阿爸父，我们来到您的圣殿前，不是因为我们值得的，而是因为主耶稣死在十字架上，宽恕了我们，让我们得以永恒的生命。我们得以称为您的子民。感谢您，因为您是大爱又恩赐的神，
，因为主耶稣是我们唯一的道路、真理以及生命。主啊，除非您，除非您拯救，还有谁能够做这功呢？感谢您呼召我们，跟随您，响应您这一个使命，让我们也变成是世界的光，这世界的盐，让他们尝到您的爱，您的真理。您的儿子，以上祷告奉主耶稣圣名。Ваше небесное, дякуем тебе за благодать, дякуем тебе за сына твоего Иисуса Христа, дякуем тебе за милость. Господь, спасибо тебе за эти коробки, спасибо тебе за эти подарки, за те сердца, которые принесли их сюда. Господь, благослови их, также благослови тех, кто будет погружать их, благослови тех, кто будет Возить эти подарки в различные части мира, Господь. Благословите церкви, которые будут их распределять, и те добровольцы, братья и сестры, которые будут учить маленьких детей Твоему Слову. Господь, благословите их детишек, которые будут их открывать. И Господь, покажи им самый главный подарок Сына Твоего Иисуса Христа. Откроем их сердца и покажи им Твою любовь через этот подарок. Слава Тебе за Сына Твоего Иисуса. Его святое имя. Аминь. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, Lord, I just thank you for being my help and and thank you for your grace. Lord, your glory just fills the whole earth, and Lord, we'll sing later just that you are the ancient of days, that you have no beginning and no end. That you are majestic and you are high and lifted up, and you are faithful um, and true, and you are right. And fathers, we just、uh, we are in awe that we get to do this.、Um, we wonder、uh, why. And we'll look out and、um, see all these beautiful boxes, and they represent.、Um, Your children here,、um, different churches, different groups, different individuals.、Um, some that have done this for years, and some that this is their very first time, and they don't understand, Lord. And we just、uh, are so grateful for that. I know、um, that has to make you happy to see your your kids、um, getting along and and doing something together. Father, we pray, as in the verse says, as your word says, that your Holy Spirit will empower this.、Um, Lord, we we can't do this without you.、Um, we don't really have anything to say unless you're in it.、Um, we are your witnesses because we were lost and we were dead and、uh, in our sin, and we needed you. And、uh, Lord, that's what we're supposed to share: is we were lost and now we're found, and you are the one that did that and paid the price for us, Lord. So. As we look to the ends of the earth, the, I realize I'm holding this box like a baby.、Um, it's your children at the other end, and there's a, a child and a family and a community that's not heard your name.、Uh, they are lost in their sin and in death and darkness, Lord, and and they need to be transferred to your your kingdom of light. So, Father, we pray for your Spirit to empower. Every one of these boxes, take our little bits of paper and plastic,、um, and let them encounter something eternal.、Uh, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We ask that you use every one of these 
prayers and um, our energy and our resources in these boxes for your glory and for your kingdom. And by your son's name we pray. Amen.